to God, Sex, and Love. I'm your girl, Miracle Sims, and today it is time for Male Perspective. That's right, friends. I am going to do a nice little Q&A with uh, my good friends, Ranye and Neil, and we're going to ask them some questions from the Black Men in Intimacy book. So if you all are ready to see that, stay tuned. Welcome back to God, Sex, and Love. I am here with Ranye. Hey, Ranye. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, America? How we doing, beautiful people? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to have you back. Thank you. And... Thank you. <laughs> oh, Lord. Why am I getting choked up when I'm going to say this guy's name? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, every introduction, it's like you speak with your ball, with your fist balled up. <laughs> Look at your hair. Look at your hair right now, yo. See, what was that? <laughs> I just, didn't even mean Just wanna, I gotta throw a shot somewhere. Like, <laughs> okay, go sip some water real quick. Go get some of your water. <laughs> what's going on? What's going on? So, friends, you may or may not know, but I have been talking to Miss Therese Fleetwood and she wrote a book called Black Men and Intimacy okay voices from across the dysphoria it says here real talk real answers so what we're going to do today for the male perspective gentlemen is I want to ask you all some of the questions that she asked these gentlemen in the book so you guys ready oh yes ready. definitely <laughs> ready yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, so she basically, um, you know, asked about how many men was it? Well, I'll just say a, a nice, good amount of men. She asked uh, several different men, uh, different age groups, everything like that, these questions. And, you know, got their just natural responses and stuff like that. And so she basically put it into the book. So that's what she's done. And so we're just going to do a little piece of that and see what you guys have to say about some of these questions. So if you guys are ready, let's go ahead and get into the first one. What you guys think? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Let's do it. Ready. All right. Now, I don't know if y'all want to flip a coin about who takes it first and all that. Like, you know, y'all can work it out, men folk. Oh. Right. <laughs> okay. So the first question I'm going to ask you guys is, what is intimacy to you? All right, Neil, do you want to do rock, paper, scissors on this one? Or you want me to go ahead and take it? Let's do rock, paper, scissors. Come on. All right, here we go. One, Always. two, three. Oh. All right, I did scissors, too. All right, one more time. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be here for like 30 minutes. All right. All right here we go. One, two, three, go. What? Wait, you... I be thinking like rock, paper, scissors, then you go. But you be counting. We like like Mel Gibson and Danny Glover over here. You gonna go yeah. one, two, three, go or one, two, go? Like what? <laughs> you could go, go for it. Go for it. Miracle, you choose. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. It's all good. It's all good. All right. So, what is intimacy? I know everybody is gonna have a different answer. Sometimes gonna have different answers, but to me, intimacy is on different levels. This goes beyond physical, right? 
I feel personally um, intimacy comes back to your relationship with God, the creator, from creator to creation. And then you have the physical, but then you also have the emotional as well. I think that uh, when it comes to black men and intimacy, it's not really talked about as much, especially where I'm from and how I was raised. But now, since it's becoming more of a desiring topic, I think it's definitely needed to do that so that a man must know who he is first and foremost before he actually connects himself with a potential spouse uh, or a partner. For me, intimacy is beyond the bedroom. Intimacy is beyond the physical. For me, it, it deals with the mental and it also deals with the emotional and the spiritual. I take those three areas very, very seriously. Uh, that's one of the things that my mother actually taught me growing up. My dad did to a certain extent, but I would say my mother took it a little bit deeper to where she always told me, you know, it's more than just physical. You always want to pay attention to uh, the person that you're talking to, the woman, and to know that it's about her mind and it's about her emotion. If a man can connect to that woman mentally, emotionally, but above all spiritually, that's where you're really going to gain a lot of ground and have a common bond with that individual. So to me, uh, it's deeper than the physical. That, that's in intimacy to me. Okay. Okay. Look, good answer, good answer, good answer. <laughs> what about you, Neil? What is intimacy to you? Um, when, I, when I think of like intimacy, I, I think of like, listen to me. Kind of mm -hmm. like... Uh, like pillow talk, you know what I'm saying, without having sex, basically. Or, you know what I'm saying, like, say if you're not married, basically. But I think, like, as a man, sometimes you just really want to be heard. Even though, like, yeah, I'm a man and my voice is always heard, this, that, and the third. But sometimes it's, it's like, it's hard to, like, find a woman that you can, like, let your heart talk to. You know what I'm saying? Versus like you just using your, your voice and all that. But, you know, it just takes, it's just another level of like, so many, to me, like, like I remember I was reading this book and it was like, uh, it was saying how like men are like apples, women are like oranges. It's like when you peel an orange back, it's so many like layers to that one orange. And then you got the mist that every time you like dig into it and, and peel it apart back. But it was like with men, they're saying like, you know, their apples, like their exterior, you know, once you break the exterior, you know, it starts to brown a little bit. It's like the exterior is a little bit soft, but on the inside is real hard. So it's like, I, I think intimacy on the level of like, just being able to communicate like all your pain, stuff that makes you laugh, stuff that even as a man makes you cry, your insecurities, um, you know what I'm saying? Inadequacies, your shortcomings, as well as, you know, victories and successes as well. Like being able to like really share with a woman, like, hey, look, this is what makes me tick. This is what keeps me going. And being able to express that 
and not feeling like less of a man or feeling like kind of like dang feeling soft that you opened up about some real like you know sensitive stuff about yourself so mm-hmm. that that's what intimacy as far as you know for me is and it's something that is really like it's worked up to like you really gotta work hard because i think as a man it's a lot of levels like it's a lot of levels to women but like to men it's it's a whole lot of levels to a man too like you, you might not see them all <laughs> that's right that's, that's where I'm at with Okay, okay, I see. Look, all the ladies are y'all taking notes. We taking notes. I know that's the thing. Like when I was reading the book, um, seeing all the different men and the you know the one question and the different responses that they got, as well as for me, it just kind of really wanted me to just really understand what my husband would think of these questions and what he would say. And so, um, because I know that one thing I, I've learned over the years is that, you know, every man is different and, you know, there's, I feel like there's a lot of generalizations made about men where it's like, oh, all men are this, but right. I'm learning for sure that that ain't the case, you know, so I hope that that, you know, encourages the people as well to go ahead and get that in you. Learn it, y'all, especially single people. <laughs> but anywho, let's see what's another good question can I ask y'all? Hmm. How about, ooh, what do you find attractive in women? Mm. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> okay. You want to take a meal? Uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> um, what, what I find attractive in women is is like originality, like courage. Like, you know, sometimes I guess you might think, like women are courageous too. Like Mm -hmm. women are bold, sometimes bolder than a lot of men. Um, Mm -hmm. I like that, to me that's attractive. I like like a woman who is really just comfortable in her own skin, like seriously. Like just, like this is me whether you like a business type of woman, like, and you just like assertive all the time, or whether you just kind of just laid back, whether you are a free spirit type of woman, like all that stuff, like who, however you are, like, if you just, you wear the high heels, that's that high, like, yo, cool. If you don't wear heels, you like wearing flats. That's cool too, but just being comfortable in who you are and how you dress how you express yourself and you know really like honestly like just your love for God is to me like the core of it to me that's the sexy part about it that's the because that just that's courageous in itself mm-hmm. something you've never even seen before <laughs> but I think yeah just just natural just I'm gonna be honest with you I might catch some flack for this though Uh like a woman who just loves her own hair like seriously just however it grows out like yo i will love it i don't care what it is like i just want to touch it you know what i'm saying like so just little stuff like that the simplicity i know you know with a woman it's a lot that comes with a woman because y'all are women beautiful you know i took a lot of more a lot more time creating in my opinion (laughs) Mm-hmm. But I, I just think having a, just that courage and that confidence to just be 
like you unapologetically 100% to me that's attractive okay 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 well what you got Miss Ronye what, what, what do you find attractive in women I'm right there with Neil as well on the part of the security of a woman. I love the security of a woman. She is, again, comfortable in her own skin. She knows who she is in God and that relationship between her and her creator. I think that's a beautiful thing uh, because I will say this at times when I have been on having certain interests with certain women at the time frame, that was one of the turnoffs that I've had was a woman who was very insecure about herself. So security is definitely important. Security of knowing who you are before someone else comes in and validates who you are. It should be you and God. God should give you that revelation to know that you already complete in your own uniqueness, in your own greatness that he already poured into you and made into you and knitted into you when you were still in your mother's womb. I would also say um, intelligence is very beautiful. That's very attractive to me. Um, their heart is very attractive. Depends on where the heart is as well too, because again, I've dealt with some women where some of them had some selfish hearts. Some of them are very humble as well, you know, depending on the environment that she grew up in, the people who she's around, her influences, things of that nature that all plays a very vital role in the making of who she is. Because I always tell people at the end of the day, this exterior, when we get up in age and everything, it'll soon fade away. But what do you have left? That's the most important thing, is to know who you are in God, your intelligence. Because for me, I've realized over the years that I'm not a fan of surface conversation. I go deep. And I love going there because if you're able to, if I jump on the different topics as we're getting to know one another and you're not afraid to go there, cool then you can definitely go with me. We can definitely have some really in-depth conversation and engagement, you know, because that's the thing that really stimulates me. Mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, those three areas are very important to me, always. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if you're five foot two, five ten, or if you're brown skin, or caramel skin, or dark skin, it ain't no for me. For me, it's like your heart, your intelligence, and your spirit succeeds everything past your flesh. Hey, you ladies. Hey, y'all, y'all out there taking notes, you know what I'm saying? Both of them gents are single, so I'm just saying, put y'all out there, boom. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Okay. Oh, y'all. my God. <laughs> I'm like, call y'all out, call y'all out. Well, as far as I know, ladies, I don't know. Get them up on social medias. <laughs> <laughs> you are not here. <laughs> Promise. <laughs> what was that? Like, oh, yo, then you, you pause for like 10 seconds. Just, just gonna stay in here. Yeah, stuck a pose. Stuck a pose. <laughs> I 
Okay, y'all okay, okay. Oh my god. Um, y'all good with these questions? Y'all want me to keep these questions going? What y'all? Are y'all yeah, tired of me yeah. already? Let's keep going. You I love it. it. All right, let's see. Ooh, how about this one? What are you afraid of in relationships? Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Well, are you afraid of anything? I guess that's the question. What? But she asked in the book. She asked, "What are men afraid of in relationships?" Uh, good question. Ooh. I would say for me, it would be, um, and I have dealt with this before, not even before, but like several times. I would say um, to know somebody. And to get familiar with somebody as you're going through your process through courtship and you two agree to have, you know, exclusive relationship, monogamous, things like that. Um, as you're building towards, you know, well, hopefully, you know, it, it would be marriage. Um, to go for a certain period of time when you think you know somebody and then they pop up and then they tell you something which catches you off the guard to me is like keeping secrets and also manipulation is very huge for me because I've dealt with that um, pretty much all of my life through my childhood, through my adolescence, through my adulthood and all of that. But it just came in different forms. I dealt with it through my family, but when you, but when it's transferred over to potential partner or potential spouse now we're talking on a whole different level because now it's going to affect what we have going on but it's also going to make me question can I trust you right can I trust you um, as we are building uh, this this thing called love and this thing called um, you know we say that we we know who God is and we say that God is in the center of this relationship and these things um but when but when you find out that someone's been lying to you the entire time that is what bothers me that, that actually sets up a certain trigger in me a lot and it's not fun at all so manipulation keeping secrets um and then also wanting to have control within the relationship, right? So um, that that tends to bother me a lot as well, where you're coming off very, very harsh and very hard for whatever reason. And then I begin to process these things in my own mind. And as I'm going through prayer, and meditating on what's been happening, what's been taking place, you know, when I reflect on matters like this, this this is what really pops out, you know, and I know that God always going to give me an answer. He, it, it, there's a revelation that's just around the corner that's going to let me know about this person. And when I get it, then it's like, uh oh, OK, see, now I got a problem because you didn't tackle the problem in your last relationship and you did not address those root issues back there. Right. And then I've also have dealt with women who have carried luggages from one relationship to another 
and it wasn't about the dating and it wasn't about the relationship. It was about this root issue that you had going on further back in your childhood, dealing with, you may have trust issues growing up between you and your father or you and your mother, you know, because we realize that our parents are the first role models when a child is born. So if we're not getting the right essential tools from our parents, then how are you going to know how to navigate through uh, building a relationship with someone? And I, and I mean, like, we're even talking about when you two get to know each other, acquaintanceship, friendship, courtship, engagement, then marriage. See, those are the steps right there. So. I want to get ahead of myself, but that's just to answer your question. Okay, okay. <laughs> what about you, Neil? You got you got some things you're afraid of when it comes yeah. to relationships. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's I I just don't like scary women. I'm being that's what I it it scares me. Yep. Scary women? Yeah, man. Like uh, that that's like. You know, it's this thing you can be like, hey, you know, y'all can be getting to know each other and all that. But it's like when it gets serious and they know it gets serious and you tell them like, yo, it's about to get serious and they just get scared. It's like, this is too good to be true. Are you going to break my heart? I'm so afraid of being in love. It's like you start to hear all these like, things fly up and I'm just like can't you just go with the process like that right there I'm like yo no like for that reason I will never buy women any form of footwear <laughs> <laughs> yo where did that come Yo, we all have a past, right? Yo, man. No red, red bottoms. Yo, I'm telling you, we all live through some stuff, right? So me, I'm like, I bought a girl a pair of socks. I feel you, brother. And she slid. <laughs> I bought a girl a pair of shoes. She strutted. I bought one girl a pair of sneakers, and she ran. I was like, yo, Neil, there's a pattern here. I was like, yo, don't ever buy footwear ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yo, I'm, I'm crazy like that, though. But I, I don't, that's that's like my big. Because, um, like, sometimes, you you know, as a guy, like, depending on whatever the situation is, you might hear that, oh, like, you're too good to be true. Like, you're so nice and you do everything the right way. It got to be something wrong mm-hmm. with you. Are you cheating or is there another woman? Are you gay? Is it, is it something? Like, and yo, like, don't, mm. like, me, I'm celibate, right? So it's like, that's another factor, too. It's like, say I'm dating a Christian woman or whatever, and it's like, yo, we both trying to, like, abstain from sex. And it's like, dang, I got to deal mm-hmm. with it. I'm trying my best. Then you got to deal with, like, well, why don't you touch me? Why don't you kiss me like this? And it's like, because this is going to lead to that. And you said you, right. you want to wait. And I'm trying to respect you, but it, it's just, it's stuff yeah. just gets so complicated and they're like, mm-hmm. it's just, it just drives me nuts. 
that's what I'm afraid of, man. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not, like I've dealt with that more on more than one occasion, and mm-hmm. it's like you just get tired. I'm like, yo, I do not want a scary yeah. woman. I want a woman that's mm-hmm. like mature. I don't want her to react like a teenager. Like, you know what I'm saying? When a situation yes. is real, it's like, yo, look, is that the last time you got your heart broke? Did you not mature past that heartbreak? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Because as yeah. a man, like, yo, a lot of men become dogs because they get their heart broke. So it's like, yo, because yep. the way you treated me, I'm going to treat every other woman the way you treated me. I'm going to take my, my revenge out on them. And, that, and that's what I've, yeah. I've like, had conversation with, like, yo, why are you cheating mm-hmm. on your wife? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you having real conversations with people. So, yes. It's just, I don't want to get to that level ever of, like, this is the last straw. <laughs> like, oh, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to get there. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I'm that guy. Like, I, that's what I don't want. So, hmm. He's telling the truth. I got to piggyback on what Neil said. That is so, thank you, brother. That's so real. And I can vouch for that man right there because I've been through it. I've had my share of that as well. You know, someone would just get up and run away, you know, and not really tackle the situation that's in front of them. And then also, just like what he said, that's the truth. Because I had a situation just like that as well. They know that you're trying to live um, a godly lifestyle, right? As much as you can, or try to, as we say, you know, walk on a straight and narrow path. But at the same time, people don't know, man, it is real out here. It's, It's very, very hard. It's very, very testing. It's very trying. And we come across a lot of different situations, assignments, you know what I mean? Like, like, Real talk, if y'all mind me getting deep for a second, I'm going to go there. I know for a fact that, you know, the enemy, Lucifer, he will send what you like, <clears throat> what you've been looking for, the form of a woman, and he'll send you just what you want down to the very detail of it, right? Out of nowhere. Nowhere. She gorgeous, everything. She it looks like or seems like she got her head on straight, right? She carrying herself very well, and then all of a sudden she knows that you trying to live the righteous path, but at the same time, she gonna try to test you in that department. I've been there as well too, you know what I'm saying? I've even had some of them that I realize, and I'm so thankful to God first and foremost, because when you get the notion like I have, where I would hear, if y'all don't mind me saying this, I'm gonna say this on record, I have heard the Holy Spirit say to me, don't have sex with her. Don't sleep with her. Don't do that. Because sooner or later, right down the road, soon as you two disconnect, I found out that some of them were actually practicing witches. Because your love has set me free. I'm went to unwindselfcare.com and got my 100% nail polish strips. Thanks, Unwind Self-Care.
more information about black men and intimacy, check out Threads Fleetwood at Luxury Romance Concierge. wild okay and that's not one time this has been two or three times that has ran across my radar on my plate and i'd be like thank you god for looking out for your boy because it's real, real out here it's crazy <laughs> it's really crazy out here man for real and it's it really like, is, they yo. know that you're trying to do the right thing they know that you're trying to keep together um when they see a what they feel is a successful black man doing the right thing. You know, you're, you're ambitious, you're driven, you got goals, you got things that you're going after. And, you know, for most women, they say, yo, I, that's attractive. I like that, you know, cool. But when it really comes down to having mature conversation about X, Y, and Z, and whatever that case may be, some of them, like I say, you know, some of them will run away, or some of them will come to you and they know that you're trying to be disciplined in certain areas or in all areas, and they feel like they can just, let me press this button right here. Let me, let me see how he'll respond. Let yeah. me press that button right here. Let me see how he'll respond. And that's exactly what they do. So some of them are on assignments like that. And it's like, well, you're not for me. So, and, and, and for me, like straight up, my prayer has always been, Lord, if they're not from you, if they're not supposed to be in my radar, Wipe them off my plate, remove them quickly so I can keep on moving forward to the person that you have for me that actually understands exactly where I am. They're not a hindrance. They're not um, trying to block my view, block my goal of where you want me to go, what you want me to do, how you want me to do it. They're there as a partner. You know what I'm saying? The word says that she's supposed to be my help. Meet, M-E-E-T. This means that she is going to compliment me on the vision that God has given me to move forward in this life. So if she's not doing that, then I don't want her straight up. And if you can't respect my position on that, then, then that's a deal breaker for me. Because if you can't respect who I am as a man and as a man that's trying to follow godly principles and trying to do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm a business owner. You know, I have some things established. So if you cannot respect me in that area of what I'm doing, especially when a man realizes that he's doing internal work and you got to that place of healing as well, if we can't have that mature conversation, if you're not willing to work and support what I'm doing, then that's a deal breaker for me. Well, ladies, maybe some of y'all ain't ready for those, these two singers. <laughs> 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 so I retract with you. <laughs> you be having a ball, yo. <laughs> Shit, well. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> oh. I don't know, should we go spicy or not? Um, maybe we should keep it tame. This is guys make some love, but I mean, y'all, y'all the singles, men, singers, trying to. 
We can skip this whole chapter. We ain't got to go there. Well, whatever you want to do, that's fine. I, I mean, we're up for that. You know, that's what that's what it's for. You know, mature conversation. So. True. Um, but y'all don't know nothing about this yet. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, how about this one? This might be a good one. Reasons why men cheat. Mm. Yo, I've never cheated. I, I can, I've never cheated, so I could only give you what I've heard. That's it. Like I can't. True. Same for me. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. That's a beautiful thing. So, well, tell me what the men folk told y'all why they treated then, uh, or why they cheated then. Because <laughs> their wife ain't doing stuff they want them to do. Sometimes, like, they don't feel, like, valued as a man. They don't feel like they get the attention they deserve or that they want or need. Sometimes they feel like they're being belittled by their women. Sometimes the women might talk down to them. So it's like, yo, my coworker over here, she loved the job I do. You know what I'm saying? And, and after a while, even if it's, like, a good dude, they can get worn down after a while. Like, I, I, don't, you know, I don't care. Like, you could be, like, you got some men, they just out there, like, yo, they just can't help themselves. Like, yo, they got to mm -hmm. tap whatever they see. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, that's just always in them. But then you got some men, it's like, they start off on the right foot, like, come from, you know, good upbringing and all that, and they value, respect women, and then they just get caught up. Like, mm -hmm. It's like, when you, as a man, if you don't feel like a man when you go home, you gonna go home to somewhere where you'll feel like a man. <laughs> just think that's it's unfortunate, but that's that's uh that's what I've heard. Okay. A little inside information, ladies, y'all better make that man feel like a man. <laughs> you go. <laughs> yeah. That's what I heard. What you heard, right? Well, I mean, I haven't heard, but I do know. So this is like um, close to home for me, actually, oh. because um, my brother cheated on his girlfriend. Mm, okay. Not once, but like several times, actually. And even through like cyber dating and, you know, he struggled with a lot of different things as well. Um, I don't know, this may be a little bit TMI for, for some people, but since we, we are mature, and we all are reasonable adults, right? So this is what it's about. So I'm just going to go in. Um, I discovered that um, my father's side of the family, um, they have a very high sex drive, right? So with that being said, um, what Neil said earlier, that is very true. Um, if the man doesn't feel that he is quote unquote king of the castle and he feels <clears throat> secure um the attention is there and not not just that but also like spending time with him and for some men and i know this because my father is one of them and also my brother um most men, not all, but most men, they have to have affirmations spoken to them to reaffirm them and to know that they are important, they are great, they are this, that, and the third, they're handsome, et cetera, et cetera. You know, just 
few words will turn a man around like 180, right? Um, but back to the whole high sex drive situation. So um, my brother um, started off very well, just like what Neil said. Um, most men start off on the right foot, like my brother did, on the right path and everything. And sooner or later after he left my parents' house, got out on his own, whatever, um, he just started to get started to get wild, started to getting caught up and stuff. Um, he was dealing with pornography. He was dealing with um, a lot of different things. He was cyber dating. Um, so we found out, when I say we, I mean my mother and I, we had, we had a conversation with my brother um, at lunch one time and found out that um, we were all around the table, we were talking. And then during the time before he met his girlfriend, I guess fiance now, um, he, he had talked to some female through the internet and they had connected. She had came from Miami, came up and everything like that. And it was one of them one nighter situations, right? Mm -hmm. So what I discovered was my brother's girl, she's very insecure. She got insecure because when she had just divorced from her husband, and then a couple of years later, her and my brother, they had connected, they had met and everything. Then they had started talking, whatever the case may be. She never addressed that issue the time that she had divorced her ex-husband. So further along as they were dating and going through courtship, right? Um, my brother was still in that zone of cheating on the side, whatever, because when she'll go back home to Detroit, and then going back and forth, whatever. She didn't know what he was doing, whatever. But she ended up catching him in the act one time when she had came over to the apartment. And she had, she, what I found out was she had a key to his apartment. So, you know, pops up and there's a female in the house. You know what I mean? So this wasn't the first time that he did that. It was like several times that he did that. And I think it was just the fact of, of um, my brother wanting validation from our father as well, because my father, he didn't have uh, the greatest influences of male figures around him either because he came from a broken home. So now we're talking, you know, my father, years and years later, you know, he had a very wild lifestyle, whatever, just did crazy stuff. He tried cocaine at one point and, um, and all this crazy stuff. So he went to jail for four years. Um, he had lost his dream goal of becoming a professional NFL player. All that went down the drain and all that stuff. So when my dad, quote unquote, gave his life to the Lord, that was supposed to change the dynamic, right? But however, years and years later, as my brother went off and wanted to do his own thing, we discovered that my father said to him, oh, get you a piece and then come right back. I looked at him like he was crazy. Like, are you serious? You gonna tell him? You gonna tell your son? Sorry, y'all, I'm getting the camera. You gonna tell your son to get him a piece and you say that you a man of God. What kind of foolishness are you, what, what kind of water are you drinking right now? Seriously? So, it was a lot of misinformation. And when a young man goes into manhood, and he wants the validation from his father, he's gonna do anything and everything to get his father's approval. 
So that's what my brother did. So like I said, if you don't tackle those issues now, what happens is that baggage that you're getting from your childhood going into your adulthood and different relationships, and you wonder why your relationships don't work is because you didn't tackle those skeletons in the closet. So that's kind of, I'm trying to make a I'm trying to make it like a long story short, but you know, coming back to the point of that's what happened. No, it wasn't right, and he did apologize for it, but every time we would have that discussion, he'll pop up with another story. And then another story pops up. And then another story pops up. So then, of course, that uh, puts a lot of trust issues within the relationship as well. So it's been very, very rocky. So yeah, for, for most men who don't feel affirmed or appreciated or valued, that's going to become an issue. I, I've even um, heard also that when the wife has her child, et cetera, et cetera, you know, of course the baby is going to be the most important thing in the house. So the husband got to take a back seat for a second, you know, know his position. And the man gonna feel, well, hold on, you know, you got all your attention on the kid, well, what about me? But see, that goes back to the point of the security issue about knowing yourself and knowing who you are. So there's a lot of different dynamics that are in the situation. And that's what happens. So they have it. Man, okay. Well, those are some reasons why, ladies. <laughs> in case you're wondering why men cheat. It was just a couple of reasons that these gentlemen have observed. I just got a couple more questions. I don't know how long we've already chatted. So, I mean, obviously, this one, you can see the rest of it on the uh, <laughs> website. <laughs> but um, I think I want to still ask, maybe give you guys the opportunity to kind of give your last words. But then I also want to just ask a fun one. So this is a fun one. I know y'all are single men or whatever, whatever. But, you know, I think y'all can, you know, give some type of information <laughs> so men okay. Folk, okay do men really want feedback in the bedroom i knew you was gonna ask that one do you mean folks y'all want do y'all really want feedback i don't i i will say this i feel like feel like if as a man this is I can only speak for myself mm -hmm. if you feel a need to ask <laughs> then I don't know like I I'm you know I just think like hey look you know if you feel you want to ask hey baby uh I was at stroke last night. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the man is necessarily asking. Maybe she's some type of feedback or maybe she's. I, I, think, I, th I think there should be a conversation of what do you like, what don't you like, what I like, exactly. what don't I like, and how can we mm -hmm. like, make each other happy. I, I think that that will like 
eliminate, you know. Yeah. So you down the road on either side. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, like, I, I just think you should just always have an upfront conversation prior to mature conversation. And that's why I think, you know, obviously, in my opinion, like, sex before marriage is can be detrimental. Because on both sides, you're trying so many different people. And it's like mm-hmm. everybody's going to have their best and the person you may marry may or may not add up to that person. So now mm-hmm. you got to deal with all that. She ain't do this like such and such or he ain't doing that like such and such. And, and now you, that's just locked up in here. So mm-hmm. I think just, a lot of times there's a lot of deliverance that needs to, <laughs> to happen prior to marriage. Oh. <laughs> they gotta get the victory in some areas, and and like really just having just upfront genuine conversations. Because a lot of times, and this is going back to why some men cheat. It's like, yo, you were saying you was doing all this, and you like this, and you wanted this, and you wanted that. But when we get married, it just went like you're like, what happened? Was it me? Is it is it you? You just never liked it. Did I like not? Did I lose a step? Like, you know what I'm saying? I think, like, having, like, real genuine, like, dialogue, having a real conversation. Like, if y'all, like, best mm-hmm. friends, y'all should be able to talk. Because sex is a big thing. It is. But mm-hmm. it's really not. When you when it comes down to it. Like, Ronye was saying, like, yo, the flesh fade. After a while, you just left with conversations and personality and food. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what you going to do if your wife can't, like, if she has that baby? Like, and, and like, you know what I'm saying? She got to heal up and all that stuff. And what do you do, like, if her hormones change? Mm-hmm. And she's not into certain things the way that she was before. Not that it's any fault of her own. It's just, yo, having a baby changes your body. Mm-hmm. personal experience. But I'm just saying, like, being real, though. So it's like, what are you going to do if sex just isn't the same? Like, to me, mm-hmm. like, what are you going to do really when the marriage really starts? Like, oh, wait, I can't have what I want anymore. Does this person lose value? Does the stock in my wife drop because sexually she's not doing the things she used to do or that I want her to do? And vice versa. And that's some real stuff that I think people got to, like, look at because mm-hmm. people will let sex just tank a whole marriage, which is ridiculous. I'm like, why did you even get married? Like, you know, right. to, for better or for worse, like, why you lie? You didn't mean it. You didn't have a heart for it. So why you even sign up for it, yo? So I think feedback is is necessary, but if you if you go before you before you do it, I think that's more important than having feedback. Mm-hmm. I agree. Absolutely. What Neil just said too. And just to add on to what he said, um, we're going back to the the genesis of why God created sex in the first place, right? Because sometimes people don't even want to ask that question. That's the thing for me because um, I'm going to say this. I didn't say it like everybody, but I know that most young black men growing up, their perception of what sex is has been distorted due to the fact of pornography and many other things that are out there as well, too. Mm-hmm. It distorts. Um, a lot of the original divine plan, what 
the most I had already established from the very beginning and the dynamic between male and female interaction, AKA marriage. Um, <clears throat> fantasy, fantasy will mess you up. That's what messed up a lot of people. Cause you can think of one thing, right? But then I know Neil laughing about it, but like real talk though, fantasy will mess you up. Because you thinking of one thing and it's like, yo, I feel like Simba, you know what I'm saying? I'm like the Lion King, but boy, as soon as you had that conversation with him, boy, you feel like Rafiki. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, that's, that's not it. That's not it, man. It's not it. Wrong thing. Wrong thing. You not thought it. you were Scar. It's like, nah, bro, you Pumba. Like, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yo, that's real. Exactly. That is so true, though. That is so true. That's so true. Like, seriously. For real. <laughs> it's crazy because it's like, you know, fantasy has taken over like crazy in a lot of people's heads, man. Like, it can really mess you up if you're not careful. You know, um, Time Magazine, I saw this article in Time Magazine back in 2016. A friend of mine had showed me this. And they had covered a big, uh, a big deal about pornography and how it starts. Like you got young men that start at eight years old, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. And when their perception is distorted, you know, then it spirals over into their building relationships with women. And you thinking that, man, she gonna like me like this. But then she like, nah, it ain't even about that. You know, cause she's on another wave. She's on another dynamic. So we gotta remove that fantasy, that structure. The thing that Lucifer messes with the most is the head, you know? The Bible says God is not the author of confusion. And I feel like there's a lot of confusion in that realm. And we just need to bring it all the way back and just let's go back to the basics and the establishment of it. Because if you can't have a genuine conversation with the person that you really, really is digging and loving them inside and out and all of these things, you want to know, hey, sweetie, what, you know, what turns you on? And when we say the word turn on, it don't always mean physically, you know what I'm saying? So it comes in different ways. Like Neil say, you know, hey, yeah, when a woman gives birth to a child, there's gonna be some different extremities there going on. You know, her physicality gonna be a little bit different. All these things are gonna take place, you know? So what's really gonna grab her and stimulate her in that moment, you know? I had a friend of mine I had a conversation with and we had a very, very, very mature conversation about it. And she said to me, she was like, you know, hey, my man got a high sex drive, but I got a low sex drive. And I'm like, whoa, does he even know that you are like this? You know, because he's going to walk into the situation like, you know, hey, me and her, we, we tight. But no, mess his head up just like that. So I feel that we need to have conversations like this. And we need to, again, go back to address the root issues of those matters because when God created sex, it was, it was more like the icing on the cake. That's like your benefit, like the cherry on top. But if the, I'm gonna use cake as an example, right? So if the ingredients to a cake, if they're not right, 
And you'll know that bunt oven, the little, uh, the little bunt that you put inside the oven when you get all the batter together and you're waiting for that cake to rise. If it doesn't rise, then your relationship is what? It's flat, just like that cake. So forget about the icing and, you know, uh, the garnish and the cherry on top and all that. None of that don't really matter because once you remove the sex out of the equation portion of it, what do you really stand on? Because if those ingredients are not working within that relationship cake, then it's not going to go anywhere. It's going to remain flat. And I think also I've heard a lot of men, especially our brothers as well, too. They use women like a test drive. What you mean by a test drive? She ain't no freaking car. What you talking about, man? That's ridiculous. You know, again, the perception and, and, and the genesis of what sex is, it's all been distorted. I know people right now, even some grown folks in our age bracket that still are playing around. A lot of people have removed the step of courtship out. They want to go, like Drake said, zero to 100 real quick. But <laughs> when you do that, what happens? You miss out on all the steps that you need to understand what your partner is truly about. And they're missing the point. You know, they like, oh, it's old school. You know, we ain't worrying about that, whatever. No, 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 no. I tell you what, go ahead. I've had a lot of friends of mine who have jumped the gun. They went from zero to 100. They want to have that person in the bedroom that same night, whatever. And then you want to backpedal to get to know them, hey, I, I, I don't know if you like hash browns or eggs. You know? <laughs> Man, that's the truth, bro. <laughs> that's so real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like what's me, your name again? <laughs> yeah, what's your name again? What's your last name? What's your credit score? I, I don't know. Oh, wait. You know, so we cousins? Like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> oh. It's crazy. It's really, really crazy. I'm like, are we going to go there right now? Because this is so foul. It's messed up. You know, people forgot what, you know, back in the day, they used to say foreplay. People don't even say the word foreplay no more. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, let's just get straight to it. You know what I mean? Like, they just missed out on a lot of steps in between. You know what I mean? Now, now they want quickie and they want this, that, and the third and all these different references, sexual-wise. You know? So it's, it's really, really um, jacked up all the way around. And it's just like when you don't, when you don't do what, what God's instructions are telling you to do in regards of how the, uh, the sensual and the sexual relationship is supposed to build between you and your spouse, you know what I'm saying, on that level, because you're talking about energy you're talking about your spirit connecting with somebody else like that's nothing to play with i take that very very serious you know what i mean and on record by the way i'm gonna go on record again because i just had this situation last week with a friend of mine i'm not gonna say her name keep it confidential but i knew this person for over 12 years no i'm not gonna do it miracle i'm not gonna do it 12 years i knew this person sweetheart love lover and she had just got out of a marriage with someone. I know the person. I know her ex-husband and all that stuff. She called me up 
I think it was like on a Wednesday night, she had called me up. And she said to me, she said, um, hey, Ryan, do you have time to talk for a second? I said, yeah, 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 go ahead. You good? Shoot. So she says, um, do you have the, she, she put it like this. She said, do you have the emotional with man to uh, withstand what I'm getting ready to tell you? I said, yeah, I'm good. You know, I got a lot going on, but what's up? Talk to me. So she breaks it down to me. She tells me, hey, uh, I pulled the trigger. I just divorced my husband, blah, blah, blah. You know, it ain't working. I tried, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we're not there no more. Um, she had moved out of the house, moved uh, uh, to a further location away from the house, but they had a bad house um, in a beautiful area. Like we're talking probably like over a hundred thousand dollar house, three hundred thousand dollars, whatever. But um, gated community, all that stuff. So she left the house, staying with her cousin, and all of that. You know, they had one kid together, and all these things. They both came from separate uh, divorces, came together equally that didn't work out so they split again um she said well this is what happened this is where i'm at right now uh she said you know i have checked out uh different men and you know i went through the whole cyber dating and i've had different men you know they, they're interested in me whatever but i'm just not feeling them they're coming off wrong whatever i've been knowing you for a long time and i just want to ask you if it was okay with you you may want to think about it can you be my sex partner so, I'm sorry. With that being said, I told you I'm, I'm about to get real. So, when she asked me that question, I said, um, um, I'm out running errands right now with my mama. She coming back to the car, so I'm about to call you right back on that one. That was my mama. <laughs> so, I'm driving down the road, having a conversation with God. Like, I can't believe she sat there and asked me that question. Are you kidding me right now? So like, if that's not an assignment to tell you, I don't know what. I don't know what to tell you, okay? That was an assignment from y'all know who. Um, so I got back to her about 15, 20 minutes later, sat down, I called her back, and I said, um, I said, okay, we're we going to have this conversation now. And I had a few choice words for her. So y'all excuse me for all, all my saints out there watching. I had a few words for her. And I said, you lost your mind. But I didn't say it like that, but you know, y'all get what I'm saying. I said, have you lost your mind? So I said, um, I'm flattered, but I'm not flattered at what you just asked me. That's not flattering to me because I take that very serious. I know that you don't want to you know, jump from one person to another and you don't want to, you know, feel the effects and, you know, the repercussions and all these things like that, right? However, I'm not feeling that, okay? And I'm going to let you know why I'm not feeling that. I said, you got to understand something. Um, relationships, I take very, very seriously. If we're doing this, I said, no, 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 no. Like we can't do this because I believe in relationship. I believe in monogamous relationship. Um, it is sacred to me. You know what I'm saying? It is for some people it's holy. I know for me it's holy and it's spiritual. So it's just like you presented something quote unquote nice to me. However, you served it 
on a dirty trash can lid. That's what you did. So it's just like you had a five-course meal sitting on top of a trash can lid, and you put everything in there that you want. But however, even though the presentation looks nice, it's still dirty. I said, I'm not going to do that. I said, I'm not going to disrespect myself. I said, that's no. And I said, yo, if, if I'm with somebody, I'm connecting with somebody on that kind of frequency, on that kind of level, and we're talking about holy matrimony, we're talking about holy, like sacred, spiritual, all the way around the way that God intended, I said, I'm greedy. I don't want nobody else, all right? I'm greedy like that. That's just how I am because I believe in a monogamous relationship. Y'all may think I'm new school all the time, but I'm definitely old school. I still got old school ethics. I, I grew up around a lot of male figures that believe in old school. I, I learned from my grandfather. I learned from my elders. I learned from my uncles and things like that, you know, how to treat a woman this way, and et cetera, et cetera. Or matter of fact, I even go further and go deeper with y'all. I talked to God. I said, God, you tell me and show me what is your definition of sex? And I'll follow that plan. Because I want to know. Because we've tried it all different kind of ways. We've been curious. This, that, and the third. We done went left. We went right. We thought we had it right, and it's wrong. So I say, you know what? You can have the will. Because I don't know nothing. And I'm not trying to mess that up. But I knew exactly where she was going with it. But I told her, I still love you like a friend. I adore you like a friend, but I can't do that. So, no. You know what, though, Renye? You probably was the right one for her to ask. Because you gave her that right there. And that's what she needed to hear. She probably don't want to hear that. Yeah. But anybody in that type of situation, that's what they need to hear. Um... So you probably, no, you're right. Absolutely. Like my first thing yeah. was, did she know you? Like, and I, I mean, I know we only known each other a short time, but I'm like, why would you even ask him that, though? But <laughs> what you up with, like, no. Right. Exactly. Yeah, especially if you said all that. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah but, but, but in her perspective, she felt as if she is not broken, um, she's not fractured or anything like that. I say fractured, I mean like mentally, spiritually, etc. She don't feel that way. She still feels whole. She looks at it as if, um, oh, I got a, I got an itch on my back. I need to scratch it. Can you scratch it for me? Okay, cool. Thanks. Not a problem. I said, I don't look at it like that, yo. I don't look at it like that. Sorry to tell you that, but no, that's not me. So I got to pass, sweetheart. I got to pass. So no. That's good stuff. Well, kudos, kudos, bro. You know what I'm saying? Real men out here, y'all. These unicorns <laughs> on the line right now. These... <laughs> unicorn. She gave me the black <laughs> unicorn, yo. <laughs> Guys, man. Listen, I'll, take, you... I'll take the black unicorn. I'll take the black unicorn. That's cool. That's cool. I can do that. I, I, I can dig that. I don't know about you, Neil, but I can dig that. I'm cool. Yeah, we got two two black men. I don't even know what a unicorn is. Talking real good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, y'all, you know, I can talk to y'all all night. Y'all know it already. Um, but I'll just say for the record, thank you all for answering some of these questions from the Black Men in Intimacy book. If anybody wants to, you know, get in on that, that's Therese Fleetwood. All right, check her out. Well, yeah, man, thank you so much, Neil and Ryan. Yay. Again, I mean, okay, is there anything y'all want to say to the people before I let them go? What y'all want to say? Uh, marriage bad. Um, I would totally probably say, like, <laughs> oh. yes. <laughs> say it, say it, Neil. Say it. Say it one more time, Neil. Say it. Said the marriage bed is holy and undefiled. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 just yes, wait, yes, 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 man. Just wait. It ain't worth it. It really ain't. That's the key word, yo. Like waiting is so important. Um, I'm reminded of the passage in the Song of Solomon. I want to say it's around chapter four, verse eight, where he's talking to the women in Jerusalem. He said, "Daughters of Jerusalem, do not awaken love before its time." And I'll say the same thing to the fellas as well, too. Don't awaken love before it's time. It's not worth it. And whatever your perception is of what sex is or what love is, whatever, I would say put your questions on trial. Put your thoughts on trial and ask God about it. You know, it's cool to have a psychologist and a psychiatric and a life coach and all these things to ask them. But I say above all, ask God, because that's the one who made it in the first place. So that's how I see it, you know what I'm saying, in that perspective. Like, and, and love yourself. Love yourself. Take time out for yourself. Stop jumping from one relationship to another, like back to back, like six months later, you in another relationship, and then you out of that relationship, and then another six months, you in another relationship. Like, come on, man, stop. Don't do that to yourself. Treat yourself better. You deserve it. Yeah, get to no know you. Yeah, get to know yourself first, man, and, and like get rid of those issues that have been plaguing you for a long period of time, you know what I'm saying, because what, what you are not aware of is you are hurting your potential spouse that God has for you by you carrying all these different baggages, this emotional baggage childhood generational issue baggage, trauma baggage, trigger baggage, you know, all this stuff, man, is, is crazy. Like, don't do that to yourself. Please love yourself. That's why I take my time out for myself. Yes, uh, I've, been, I've been to myself for over 10 years, and I'm all right with that. You know, I've dated in between whatever. Stuff didn't work, but it's all good. I'd rather love myself and work on myself so when it's time, I got to worry about that no more. That's been put to bed. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all for God's Sex and Love tonight, y'all. See y'all next week. If you like what you hear, then consider supporting our podcast. Every listener that supports us for $9.99 a month will be entered into our monthly raffle for a chance to win a free gift. So become a supporter today.